Yeah, Murph was fun. It's actually my favorite workout. And I decided to do it twice in a week just because. But uh, <laughs> but it's, it's a tough it, it, he said tw- He said twice in a week, if you missed that. Yeah. <laughs> I am an everyday athlete. I am an everyday athlete. I am an everyday Good morning, everyone. This is Jared Bassman with Mark McCain, and you are listening to Everyday Athlete, a podcast devoted to bringing you the amazing stories behind the lives of day-to-day CrossFit athletes like yourself. And today, we have two special guests. We have uh, Matt Bryant and Nora, and all of Matt's toys that he brought and will not share with anyone. No, welcome. Nora can look at him. That's about it. Welcome, welcome. Uh, yeah, that's nice. That's actually kind of scary. That yeah. one is... A, is I agree. You want to know where that came from? Where? Sarah Keen's youngest gave it to her. It was oh. Olivia's, and it's, she wanted her to have it. It's terrifying. I know. <laughs> Those eyeballs are scary. Nora doesn't seem to mind. All done? So, uh, how, old, how old is Nora? Nora is nine months old, almost ten months old. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So, and, and uh, she is number five for you guys, correct? Yes, she is. So, uh... And, and the only the only well protected female in the family. She's got four older brothers, correct? Yes, and yeah. they are all quite a bit older. Yeah. So how uh, how what's the age range for everybody? Liam, my oldest, is eleven. The twins are nine. Henry and Owen. Declan six. And they've all got birthdays coming up between April and May. April and May. Yep. So yeah, we. Uh, before the podcast, we were just timing some things out. So uh, it's uh, it, you. You guys are obviously have a, have a pretty wonderful family, um, and we were ta- again talking a little bit prior uh, to the podcast and just how you guys were, were planning, were planning, and maybe still planning on fostering. Um, is that something you guys have always wanted to do? Uh, it was something I had thought about. Uh, I don't know. As I got a little older, and it was funny because Jen and I had never talked about it. But it was one of those where, I don't know, we were just at a point in time, and I was like, you know what, Jen? She goes, what's that? I go, I I just have this feeling that we're supposed to foster. And she kind of chuckled. I go, why are you laughing at that? She goes, I kind of felt the same way. Mm. She goes, I just hadn't said anything. So we were kind of both on the same page. So we ended up with a 12-passenger van (laughs) in in preparation for that. Well, you guys are already fielding a a full basketball team right now. so. Um, you know, you, you do have your hands full. So obviously with, with Nora around it, it may put some things on the sideline, but that is something you guys still want to kind of uh, travel down? It's something we've talked about while she's younger. Probably not as far as fostering goes, but as she gets a little older, we may revisit that. Yeah. Um, and what, what's the draw to that for you? Just having a bigger family, helping people that need help. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think it's important that kids have a safe environment they can grow up in, and it would give some of the kids an opportunity that don't have that. Then that's something. I mean, I I've, I got from you and Jen from day one, which is just that you like you guys like to genuinely help people. Um, is that where? I don't think that that's something someone's just born with. Is you is that maybe a learned behavior? Is it something like through your family and friends that taught you? I I, 
I guess it's with people I surround myself with, to be honest with you, because I've always been that way, but so have most of my friends. Um, so I think it's just who you surround yourself with. You kind of adapt to, everybody adapts together. I mean, you make each other better people or worse people for that matter. Yeah, I agree. Um, we literally just, that was a blog post yesterday that Mark wrote actually a couple of years ago. Um, it really just says just that, that you, you are the, the culmination or the five people you hang around with the most. And, and uh, I think that's something that is 100% true. The more we see uh, building the gym here and uh, just on a personal growth level. I mean, it's really, really important that you surround yourself with people that you want to be around that they're going to make you a better person. Is there anybody in particular that really kind of drove that home? It's going to sound stupid, but not stupid. It's going to sound cheesy. Jen. Um, I've been with Jen since 2001. No, sorry. November of 2000. So it's one of those things that, you know, she made me a better person from the start. I was not probably the best version of myself prior to her. Um, so she definitely helped me in settling me down, calming me down, getting me in a place that I should be. How, uh, how old were you in 2001? I would have been 20 when we met, because um, we met November of 2000. So I'm born in 80. I got gotcha. you. October of 80. Yeah, just for some perspective there. So basically you guys met whenever you were 20 and then you you kind of uh, obviously stuck around and uh, when was the, uh, take us through maybe the timeline events after that. So you guys meet and then boom was, and it was kind of funny. fall in love and all that stuff. Yeah, maybe not at first sight or what, what was it for you and maybe not her or I, both or? I knew it quicker than she did, I okay. think. <laughs> uh, actually it was funny because I kind of harassed her a little bit about going out sometime and she was like, well, don't be a jerk and maybe we'll go out. Mm -hmm. So I guess we went on our first date and she kept me around because our first date we went to pick out a tux for me to go to a formal with another girl. Oh, wow. Um, now keep in mind, I didn't, I didn't know the other girl. I was going with a friend, uh, it was his girlfriend's friend. There okay. was like five of us that went and we all went with people we didn't know, but that was our first encounter, was our first date, was she went on a date with me to pick out a tux. And then later that night, uh, it was actually election night in 2000. So we went back to my parents' house and my mom decided to call her by my ex-girlfriend's name oh. two or three times that night. So that's where we started. So I'm shocked I got another date after that for one. That's nice. But then I guess it was about two weeks later. I worked at Jillian's at the time and me and some other managers would hang out after uh, after hours, after we closed up Jillian's, if you're not familiar, it was just a nightclub. Oh, yeah. said bowling and pool and everything else. Uh, me and about three or four managers hung out one night afterwards and were bowling and drinking and just hanging out and stuff. And they're like, so how are things with you and Jen? And I was like, well, she's the girl I'm going to marry. Keep in mind, I'd had some drinks. So they're like, okay, um, all right, whatever. I go, no, I'm, I'm being serious. And it was one of those things I just kind of knew pretty much right out of the gate. I, just a feeling. I dated a lot of girls and never felt the same way. Yeah. So it was pretty easy to figure that one out. It's pretty cool that, you know, you had that, uh, especially at the age of age of 20, you know, because uh, a lot of people, you know, it takes a little bit longer to kind of feel that out and figure that out for themselves. Well, and to give you an idea, I ended up moving to North Carolina in May or June of 2001. So we'd only been dating like six months. I had a huge decision to make, and so did she. 
but it was, okay, do I ask her to move to North Carolina with me or not? Because I knew at that point, if she moves with me, this is, these are my intentions. I plan on, you know, getting married to her at that point. So we ended up moving down North Carolina together. Uh, it actually wasn't for very long. My job kind of went away after I went down there, but that's no big deal. It actually turned out just fine. But uh, we were engaged less than a year after we met and married about a year later. That's pretty awesome, man. Um, and that job, so speaking of jobs, you are jack of all trades, I will definitely say. So uh, not only a firefighter, but you're also into, into the construction field, correct? I am. Um, was the job a North Carolina construction job? No, it was with Jillian's as well. I was oh, a, really? I was a regional training manager. So I had six stores in four states that I was in charge of all training. And that goes from general manager, assistant GM, down to managers, supervisors, all the way down. Um, I wasn't the one hands-on training everybody, but I was the one responsible for the program in those six stores. Well, I didn't know there was more than one. There were 41 at the time, and I don't know if there's any left now. If there is, there's probably the one in Louisville and maybe the one in Boston. Huh. But that'd be about it. I had no idea that they were... Uh... There was more than one. That was just a one a one off thing here. Um, now it's uh, they're turning it into a uh, what is it? The, the city building for the city of Covington. Now it's gonna be pretty awesome when it's all said and done. So uh, how did how did firefighting come about? Because I know it's a pretty big part of uh, of what you do. Well, after nine eleven, I decided I wanted to do something because I was not working at Jones anymore, and I'd been working in construction. And I was like, Jen, I just, I feel like I, I need to do something. I want to go in the military. And she was fully supportive. So I tried to get in the military, went through, took my ASVAB, went to uh, say your aptitude test, did great on that. And then I was going to MEPS, which is military entrance uh, program or whatever it is in Indianapolis. And when I got there, we're running through things and I'm talking, I've gone through the whole physical hearing, Pianica, sight, all that stuff. And I'm making my way back, and you meet with the doctors. And I met with the doctor, and we start running through. And one of the questions on the list is, are you allergic to anything? I got allergic to shellfish. He goes, okay. And then just continues on. We finish the, the whole thing. And then after that, I go, okay, now do I go pick my job, pick my POS? And he's like, or MOS? He goes, um, no, you're, you're disqualified. I go, what do you mean I'm disqualified? He goes, food allergy, automatic disqualifier. Wow. So... I was rather aggravated with my recruiter because I asked him specifically, and he said that wasn't an issue. Um, but so I tried to get in the military for about a year and a half, writing letters and stuff, and just never could get anywhere with it. So then I looked at Jen, and I go, okay, well, I want to do civil service, cop or firefighter. She just laughed at me. She goes, well, definitely not cop. <laughs> yep. So firefighter it is. Um, What's I it? started with firefighting, and to get a full-time job, you become an EMT, so... And I moved along to the medical side. So, so what was that? I'm just curious real quick. What was that moment like with the 9-11? Was it just like something like boom? I mean, I, I think obviously most of the country was riveted by that, obviously, event. And we'll never forget it. But was it just you're sitting there? Like, do you remember the exact moment where you're just like, man, you're watching this and you're just like, I got to do that. I got to do something. I was actually in North Carolina when it happened. And, huh. um, yeah, I mean, I remember everything about that morning. And it wasn't just the one incident. That was just the one that kind of put it over the mm -hmm, top. Mm -hmm. I'd thought about it for a long time. My, oh, mom, okay. I got you. my mom was always totally against me going into military. She's like, you can do more. And I'm like, guess what? 
because she's always afraid that something's going to happen. Sure. And, you know, she's I, don't a want, mom. I don't want my son to yeah. be there. And I'm like, well, it's somebody's son. Mm-hmm. It's going to be somebody. Mm. So I, I felt like I wanted to be that person. So, yeah, I mean, just that kind of put it over the top. Mm. It was like, okay, yeah, I, I really feel like. And then it just kind of became your mission. Like, I need to, I need to do my part. Pretty much so. And I think that's kind of with the fostering, right? I mean, yeah, I mean, I just that's probably where a little bit of that comes from. Yeah, I think you should do something if you can do something. I think mm-hmm. it's kind of how I feel. The, yeah, that's, that's the through good. point definitely is uh, you're you're a person that likes to help other people. I mean, and the whole family is you know, all you guys when when uh, you know we moved in this space that was very apparent. You guys had basically just. I want to say it just started when we moved into here. I had started in, well, I just got my email this past week, so I started in March. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, actually, no, I do know the date. It was March 25th because it was 15, or 16.5, and I just looked uh, it up the other day. So, yeah, it was March 25th was my first action. So you started class. during the Open in 20, 2016. Oh, yeah. That's the worst workout I've ever done, still. I don't remember it. Uh, it was, was it? 21, sure 18, 15, 12, <laughs> 9, uh, 6, oh. Thrusters, which I had never even heard of a thruster, and then mm. burpees facing bar. Yeah. To this day, that's Ouch. still the worst workout. And I'm not talking about just because that's how I felt after that. I think if I did that today, that would still be the worst workout that I've ever done. Yeah, that would. Uh, that one's pretty off. I don't know what it is about thrusters. Thrusters and burpees are two movements that, like, they just wreck everyone. Well, and, I mean, that... I literally had never done a thruster. I didn't even know what a thruster was. Yeah. And I'd never done burpees yeah. other than during on-ramp. That was, mm-hmm. that was what, uh, I've done how did you get involved in CrossFit then? I mean, you, get, you just, guys just didn't show up one day. No, actually, uh, Jenna Quinn goes to church with us. Oh, yeah. And she was in small group with Jen and Sarah Keen. So she talked them into doing boot camp here. And... Uh, that's right, boot campers. Yes. Yep. So she did boot camp and she goes, Hey, I think I want to stay on and do CrossFit. And I kind of had this look like, I have an idea of what CrossFit is because there's a bunch of people from church that do it. I'm like, and I'm not, I'm never going to tell her not to do something, but I'm like, are, are you sure that's, that you're good for that? Or do you think you should do another boot camp? She goes, No, I'll be good. So then I go, Okay, so how's that work? And then that's when she started telling me about modifications. I'm like, holy crap, you mean you don't have to do everything that they're doing? <laughs> and um, she started in, I'm wanting to say February, January or February after boot camp ended. So she was here for about two months. And she's like, I really think you ought to give it a try. So I was like, okay, well, you know, I'll do on-ramp and see how it goes and see where I'm at. So then I, I did that, and this was right up the alley of what I was looking for. Yeah. You were uh, a runner? Yeah. <laughs> Long time ago. Long time ago? Yeah, I mean, I ran through middle school, high school, freshman year, college. But, like, uh, I ran my first 5K, not this past July 4th, but the July 4th before. That was the first 5K I've run since 1999. Wow. And I don't even run for fun. Uh, Just after about two or three weeks, it gets my knees. I don't know why you would, but, you know. (laughs) Well, because when I was good at it, it was worth it. So what kind of got you into running? Um, I, actually, it's funny. I was in sixth grade, and my substitute teacher for the day, and I'd, I'd never met him before. His name was Mike Hunter, and he was like, all right. You know, and he's a Did you very, say Mike Hunter? <laughs> I did not. Okay, But that, that was what we called him occasionally. It was sorry. Mike Hunter. Okay. But, um, but, yeah, so it was one of those things. He came in, and he's very animated. as Kind of like doing, Nora. Doing more. Um, so Nora's he's very hungry. animated and was like, you guys – 
you know, everybody who's in here, anybody who's capable of running, you ought to come out, you ought to do it. And I'm like, you know, why not? So I actually went home, said, hey, mom, I want to run. She goes, okay. I went to track the next day, and it was probably pretty humorous to watch because I'm wearing high tops and jeans. I'd never run a day in my life. Um, so I went to practice the first day in high tops and jeans. Mm-hmm. Um, and just awesome. kind of went into it. And it was one of those things I was not very good. Like uh, we did a, we did a retirement banquet for my coach maybe five years ago. Mm-hmm. And one of the guys got up and talked about the fact that, you know, Jerry could bring the best out of anybody. Uh, Jerry Moore was my coach at Scott High School. And he, they were like, you can bring the best out of anybody. They go, take for example, he goes, Matt Bryant. <laughs> he was terrible. He goes, like, he would finish and I'd just be like, oh, this poor kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was one of those things that took a lot, a lot, a lot of hard work. It took about three or four years before I really got to a point I was good. Well, and again, just to, just from watching you uh, over the past now two years, because, uh, you know, 16-5, so it's been two years <laughs> now. Um, you're one of the guys that if you put your mind to it, it's something that if something you really want to do, you're going to, you're going to make it happen. You know, I didn't accept mobility. Except mobility. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can't just put your mind to that. <laughs> yeah. I try. Yeah. Uh, um, but it's, it's one of those things that, you know, I, I remember you starting out and it was like getting ready for the masters and you're like, I want a six pack. And I'm like, awesome. You know, there's nothing wrong, but there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having a little bit of, uh, of vanity and your goals, especially when they're going to improve you. It's not like you're going to be doing something yeah, detrimental to yourself by, by getting your nutrition right. But it was just one of those things where it was like, Matt put his mind to it and he took care of it and it happened, you know, and had some pretty solid photos for that master's competition. Yeah, I was, is, I was pleased with the, I'm, I'm going to say there's some Photoshop in there. I was happy uh, with it. Yeah. <laughs> Did some good work to those photos. That's right. But, um, so there, obviously there's a competitive mindset that you've always had. Um, when you, you, and you said something about mobility, right? So I think you've gotten to a point in your life that you're like, you're not, there's no false notions that are like, I'm just going to be out and be the strongest, the biggest, fastest. So was that something you've always had where it's like, I know my limitations, but I want to push myself or is it something you had to learn the hard way? Uh, and judging I, by your reaction, I don't, I'm have, say, I don't have limitations. Yeah. Limitations <laughs> I, are all I in found your head. that out. You know, you have a pretty cool Murph story uh, whenever you originally started, and I think we found some limitations, maybe just a little bit. We don't have to dive too deep into that, but oh no, that, we that's, do. That's, that's, that's one way to humble yourself real quick, go right? Is, is to, to do the workout Murph and talk about honoring people in military. That's a that's a good one. And that's obviously going back to um, just your 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 call to serve. You know, um, we we do hero workouts here. I'll say regularly, but they, they pop up and it's one of those things that like whenever they come up, like there's a expectation for minimally the coaches would say like, Hey, this is the reason why we're doing this. There's, there's a something bigger than just this gym and we need to honor this person for giving the ultimate sacrifice. And obviously you did that with, with Murph. Yeah. Murph was fun. It's actually my favorite workout and I decided to do it twice in a week just because, but, uh, (laughs) <laughs> but it's it's a tough it, it, he said tw- he said twice in a week if you missed that yeah. <laughs> once with without the weight vest though just, just to, to try make sure, just yeah. to make sure I could do it before I did it with the weight vest I want you to I want you guys to it's do. a lot easier without the weight vest I want so you to hear it's, that it's like again, nothing that he said that he just did it to make sure he could do it well I'm gonna tell you I'm gonna call out Vicky on that Vicky Bolger because mm-hmm. I had asked for a weight vest over Facebook and somebody goes that sounds like a terrible idea what are you doing 
And I go, it's a workout, and I kind of explained it. And then Vicki posted the question, have you ever done it without the weight vest? So I didn't respond to her question. I was at work that day, and I'm like, it's 4 o'clock. I got time. So <laughs> I went out and did, did Murph. And then I came back and posted, yes, I've done it now. And <laughs> that's, that's when I knew you were crazy, by the way. And I mean that in a good way. And, on, and again, a Murph, for those that don't know off the top of their head, a mile run, 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, and then a mile run. You did that twice in a week. So I will say you were an exceptional runner whenever you first started with us. I mean, you still are now, but and you, I would describe how Matt runs as he runs like a deer. I mean, he just literally just goes. So if you ever watch, you know, whenever you see like an animal that's just kind of leap and bounding that doesn't look like it's it's trying very hard, that's pretty much Matt when he's running. I feel good when I run. Like I said, I, I don't run. Actually, I don't run any time outside this gym. Yep. So like, you know, the last six months, not very much or since it's been cold. Um, but the one thing I am thankful for is although I don't run, I do keep form. Mm-hmm. So yep. even if I haven't run in six months, when I go back to run, it's still smooth. So well, and you have it's it, still a lot less effort. Yeah, you haven't forgotten that. You know, it's, um, and that's a big part of this is uh, I was actually just talking to one of our, uh, Tavis. Is that right? Did I get that right, Mark? Tavis. Tavis. Yeah, I did it again. Um, but anyways, he's, he's, a, he's a long distance runner and um, has, always, has always been. And I brought this up. There's a really old Greg Aldenson article on, on uh, it's titled, run a mile to run 100 and uh guy did just crossfit.com programming and then ran 100 miles uh one day and just it proves that like as long as the the mechanics are there and you have the conditioning to back it up now you don't that conditioning doesn't have to be running but uh and i will say that i do think running is more mind over matter than any other Mm. physical activity that you can do you can't make yourself lift a whole bunch of weight you can't right. make yourself be able to do pull-ups. You can't. You can't do some of those things. Right. Um, but running is one of those things that it is. It's more mental than, than it is physical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's tough to get that mentality that you're okay to run. I think that's, that mentality for you was built, um, well before you came here. Um, obviously, you know. But I think that plays into kind of your mindset for, your workouts for your daily life. Um, I'm sure it carries over into your your you know regular work and things mm-hmm. like that um going into a, a maybe a dangerous situation as a firefighter you know you, you have to be confident and know that you're going to be able to push through something that others might want to back down from yep and that's one of the things i have to deal with i'm a pretty small guy so of course when people first see me and you know i'm, I'm a firefighter i'm expected to be able to move heavy things and they look at me and they're like oh are you going to be able to do this and yeah i can <laughs> so that is something I've had to over, overcome for a long time because I am all of 5'7", and I weigh less than a buck fifty. So, you know, you get people who just look at you and are like, can you do this job? And you have to prove that you can So how, people don't just take it. How, um, how has CrossFit helped you in, in the firefighting world? Because that's, that's obviously there's a, a huge history between military, firefighters, police officers in, in the world of CrossFit. So... Um, I, I know for a fact there's carryover, but I just want, you know, maybe some from the horse's mouth. Well, thanks for calling me a horse. Yeah, no, well. um, Stout, stallion. Strong and graceful is what that. I would like to say. <laughs> but uh, basically before I started CrossFit, I had actually taken off from working out for about five years. Okay. 
Um, now, I live a totally active lifestyle. I mean, I'm active at work. I'm lifting people up day in, day out. Uh, we are, you know, doing training with firefighting. And then even in construction side, I'm still pretty active. But um, when I started CrossFit, I had never, you know, done anything that was functional fitness, never heard of it. And it's so funny because a lot of the stuff we do here, I, I carry through work. Um, you know, if we're, it sounds silly, but I mean, our bag weighs 30 pounds. Um, our monitor weighs about 25 pounds. So when I pick up and do so you got farmer th carries. 30 your body weight carrying yeah, stuff around. Yeah, pretty much so. And when we do farmer carries here, I kind of chuckle because it's the same as doing that. When we carry saws, saws are the same thing. So um, the biggest thing I got from CrossFit was getting endurance back. Um, I've been pretty strong throughout. Uh, when I was working out prior, about five years ago, well, seven years ago now, but when I was working out five years before I started CrossFit, um, all I was doing was weightlifting. So I was doing anything from back and buys, chest and tries, skipping leg day, of course, because nobody wants leg day. Um, but it wasn't functional. Um, you know, I could bench 235. That's great, but when are you ever actually going to use that? Sure. You know, there's just no need for it. So Hold up, man. Don't, don't bash bench pressing all right i'm not bashing bench pressing i'm just saying it's not functional i i you know it's it's not as functional i'll say you know it has a There's, functionality piece to it for sure but how many times are you going to be like underneath of a car or you know what i mean like you have to push something up well, like you're saying farmer carries pressing stuff over your head picking stuff up off the ground you know carrying odd objects is way more well know, i'll put it this way um when i was benching more than anything else i benched 235. I think right now if I were to bench, I'd probably do 185, 195. But I can tell you I'm way stronger now than I was mm. then. So yeah. it's moving it's, weight it's, in it's different honestly, ways. It's honestly, it's crazy to me. So many people hold that as a benchmark. Right. You know, pun intended. Pun intended. But uh, yeah, same same deal. I mean, I was in that I was in that world. That's where I met uh, Jared. Was at an Urban Active. You know, when we were doing bench pressing and stuff. Not. Jerry was on CrossFit. I was with another guy doing bench press. I was doing a version of CrossFit. Yeah, <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was doing his best. I was, yeah. was probably hit training. I did my best. best. He's he doing his best. But yeah, you know, so that's that's the big piece that I always, you know, I had a guy the other day I was talking to about just, you know, I used the word functional fitness, and he's like, well, what, what's that? So like, let me put it to you this way, and I honestly used the example of like I used to lift just lift heavy weights, but I used to work on the third floor when I would take the steps, I'd get to the top of the steps. And my heart rate would be up, and I had abs, and I looked, you know, like I was fit, but guess what? I wasn't fit, and that's when ever CrossFit really kicked me in the butt. Initially, like you said, hey man, I'll never forget 16.5, and guess what? You'll never, ever, ever forget that workout. Just like we'll never forget our first workout because it's more than just like, oh, why you you remember the workout? It's like no, I remember the humbling feeling that was washing over me as far as like, I thought I knew what I was doing before. <laughs> and then you have that just harsh reality, almost like whenever you've, you know, probably seen the, the tragedy of, of 9-11 and you're just like, I am an able-bodied male or whatever, able-bodied male, female, whatever you are. And you see something like that and you feel a call to respond to it. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a feeling of just, humility and humbling yourself and that's part of raising i'm sure a family like you're doing every day it's that pushing that patience and that humility button a little bit of just like hey you know what it's not about me it's about nora right right here right now she's hungry i gotta feed her this food 
It's not about me doing this podcast. I still got to handle my business. That's right. So I could use a little more cool. patience at times. Yeah. Well, but I'm not going to ask sure y'all for could. it because I'll, I'll get it in ways I don't want. <laughs> um, so going back to just out, out of curiosity, so obviously farmers carries are probably a big one. What uh, what other just what what's a big carryover for something that is almost directly relatable to CrossFit? So like snatches. Deadlift. You're, you're, you're not deadlift. Yeah, yeah I'd say deadlift is probably um, a big one. Well, and, you know, we'll get patients who are like, oh, you're never going to be able to lift me up. I'm, I'm so big. And I'm like, you're fine. You're less than what I lift, so you're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, deadlift carries over almost directly because obviously my hand position is a little different, but my body positioning is the same. Yeah, keep the spine straight. Exactly. You know? And yeah. not hurt yourself because, I mean, that's one of those you lift, lift people up. You, that's where most injuries occur in fire service and in EMS in general is just back mm-hmm. injuries. Yeah, low back. Lifting. Um, so, yeah, that one carries directly over. And yeah, and probably the you know you did point out mobility earlier. I mean, you're in, you know you're you're still inflexible somewhat in, in areas, right? But I would imagine your mobility has still improved, and that might be a, a carryover to the realm of of your daily job. It's improved, um, but my my mobility has always been limited. From mm-hmm. I mean, if anybody remembers, uh, what was it called, Governor's cup or governor's cop right. style or whatever in yeah, grade school the sit and you reach, know, the sit and reach yeah. was always <laughs> funny because i was always dead last oh yeah um, i was always in like the fifth percentile or you gotta worse. sit down to tie your shoes yeah exactly <laughs> jen laughs because i do sit down to tie my shoes she's like what are you doing it's easier yeah leave me alone oh and again you know, it's not that you're doing anything wrong it's obviously something something you can imp- improve on um and have improved on but it's something that if it's w- been with you your whole life uh, it's not going to go away just overnight. Well, now I can blame some of it on genetics after having some uh, tests run. There you go. Yeah. So that's I have always, a very narrow spinal column all the way down. That's they always told me good. that's going to impede. Very nice. Uh, I like it. It's genetics. Um, so what a uh, couple kind of finishing up questions here. What a uh, someone coming in. So you had preconceived notions. You know, you talked to Jen. You're like, are you sure you can do this kind of thing? Being in it for two years what's your view now from what it was and, and what would you kind of tell someone that, that maybe had questions or maybe some doubts in, in exactly what we do? The biggest thing I, cause I do tell people cause I think this is fantastic for anybody. The thing I tell people is CrossFit's for anyone and everyone. I don't care what your level is because there's always a modification that's going to work for you. Um, and that's where they'll be like, well, what do you mean? Okay. Well, I always use pushups as an example cause that's probably the easiest one. You know, I mean, for push-ups, if you can't do a push-up, great, go to your knees. If you can't do knee push-ups, great, go to a box. If you can't do those, then go to a wall. Um, you know, we do that. And then if you can't do deadlifts, guess what? You do air squats. You can you can do good mornings with a PVC pipe. You know, you can do just about anything you want with any modification. And really, it's just as beneficial for, for you as anything else. Um, benefit doesn't have to be weight-bearing. Benefit is mobility. Benefit is getting stronger and just being better. And I think longevity. That's the, the, the name of the game that we've been touting for quite some time. Is is doesn't matter what you can do this year. It's going to matter what you can do 10 years from now. That's one of my biggest things with wanting to be fit is my dad was not an old dad. I think he had me when I was 30. But by the time I was a teenager... He couldn't keep up with me and the other kids to play basketball or football or anything else in the backyard. Um, he had knee problems and shoulder problems from you know high school and college. But it's one of those things, I don't want that to be me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna be 50, how old am I? 
I don't know, maybe 55, 56, whatever, when she's 18. Yeah. You know, I, I don't want to be. You want to be able to dunk on her. That's right. Yeah. That's when she right. tries to post <laughs> up. And I need to stuff <laughs> her. Oh, she just said, no way. <laughs> I need to stuff her if she tries to take a shot. Um, no, so I think big thing that's pretty. And, and I've seen you in here with the family on, you know, for a family class. And it's like, <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching you pass these skills on on like how to squat. You know, it's like I've the I was here this past Saturday when the whole family was here, and it's like I've got 30 kids to worry about, but I don't necessarily have to worry about you guys because I'm watching you over there and you're directing your kids on on basically how to sit down properly. Yep. And that's that's a, it's pretty amazing to see um, that be a cornerstone of a family when you know for the most part. It's just almost a hands-off approach for a lot of people at this point. Well, and I, I don't only just want them to be fit, but I want them to be healthy and not get hurt. Yeah. Um, that's one of those things that, you know, we try to preach. And kids are going to get hurt. We were talking about that earlier. You know, I've got three of my four boys have had CAT scans. Yeah, you, had you, have, bo- for you, three have, of them. you have boys. That's uh, all you have I, to say. I hope we deal with the same stuff with her. I'll be honest with you. I hope we deal with the same stuff. Not because I want her to get hurt, but because if you're not getting hurt, you're probably not active enough. Yeah. Um, so I'm okay with getting hurt. It's the preventable stuff that you know we try to stop. So sure. that's that's the big thing. It's just letting them be healthy, but teaching them how to do it the right way. Fantastic, man. Um, and uh, those things look good. I do want to ask a, not bad. one last one last question for us here, and uh, that's just a really basic one. It's just what's your what is your definition of fitness? My definition of fitness. You know what? I should know that's coming up. I didn't even think about it. No, man. On the spot. All right. So my definition of fitness is not being handcuffed to not be able to do something physically that's preventable. So I guess to recap that, fitness is being able to do what you want, when you want, how you want to do it without physical limitations that you can have some control over. It's pretty basic, and I love it. It doesn't have to be super complex no not limited right you you want to be able to like you said i mean i think i like you just did a good job of giving an example of that with stuffing you know you put stuff in the playing basketball with your daughter you know like you're doing the math you have a mission you have your your kind of goal you have your priorities right in front of you literally you're holding one of them in your hands right now um as we're doing this podcast and, uh, it, you know, just, just from, uh, you know, getting to know you and, and your family over the years, just, uh, you know, I'm sure Jerry can speak to this too. Just, just thank you for being the person, the authentic person that you are. I will absolutely say with a hundred percent certainty, anytime I see you, you, you appear to be in a good mood. And I know that's not necessarily always the case, but man, um, you know, you're, you typically come to five thirty uh, AM class and there's, I don't think you've ever not come into that class and you're just like, good morning. How you doing, Mark? And not everyone is like that, nope, <laughs> you know, and I'm not saying short. everyone has to be like that. It's five thirty in the morning, like come in, get your workout in. You don't have to be, you know, uh, like sparkles or, you know, anything. Jen, Jen hates me for it. <laughs> yeah. But I admire that in a way. I think it's, it's admirable. Um, so thank you for being an authentic self and bringing your family and being a part of this, um, place we call triumph i agree i'm glad you guys are here because you guys have definitely improved me as a whole just being here and around the people that are here yeah yeah well and uh thank you nora for being yeah. co co-guest should be one of our youngest guests that's I think, right ever. by far and uh <laughs> thank you all for listening to everyday athlete join us next week as we dive deep in the lives of those who make us great thanks matt thank you thank you thanks
Nora.